know that yearning inside. Notice its tone, its energy, what wakes it up and what puts it to sleep. Sidle up close <laughs> and make friends with your dream by simply paying attention.
publishing Give a Girl a Journal, the first ever do-good initiative from Jamie Redler Studios. It's our goal to get journals into the hands of as many girls as possible and empower them to use them. Over the next couple of weeks, I'll be sharing wonderful stories from some of my dear friends about the impact journaling has had in their lives. So be sure to come on by Jamie Riddler Studios at OpenTheDoor.ca to hear creative women sharing what journaling has meant to them. It's these stories and our journals and throughout your week. Recordings you can come back to again and again to nourish your creative life. Today, I'm going to talk with you about art wounds and how we... I wanted to um, play these little snippets um, from podcasts from years ago where I first met Jamie uh, Riddler and um, her creative life studio. Um, I really didn't know anything about podcasts. I didn't know anything about really I was kind of new at a lot, a lot of things, including blogs and, um, oh, it was just a really interesting time for new beginnings for me. Anyway, I, I actually got to know Jamie and I found her inspiring. So I actually recorded her, um, podcasts and I made them into audios and I listened to them in my studio while I was doing my own art. And a lot of things that she did has inspired me, including uh, when she was doing Give a, Give a Girl a Journal. I kind of joined in on that and did some journal stuff myself with um, even somebody that I actually interviewed about about her own her own journaling. And I actually started working with teens and journaling as well. So that was an inspiration from her uh, Give a Girl a Journal. And also when she was talking about doing a 
uh, a retreat. I don't remember what the what, where it was or when it was, but she was talking about doing a retreat with women. I found myself actually creating a retreat. I think it was five years later, um, where I brought a lot of different teachers together, and um, I was a teacher as well, but I coordinated it. And it was at a horse farm, and it was so much fun. And I actually told her about it, and so she and she mentioned it on one of her podcasts. <laughs> when I heard my name, Joy Helm, I went, "What? What? Was she? What did she say?" <laughs> anyway, it was really interesting. Um, I have been very inspired by a lot of what Jamie's done, and of course, I'm involved now with the Studio Yearbook, and um, I find that. That particular project is so inspiring for me. It's actually part of my own daily practice. And so I just wanted to give a big virtual hug and a thank you for um, everything that you do, Jamie. And I hope you enjoy just listening to these little podcasts from the past um, that I, that I uh, recorded. And I really appreciate everything you do, and I'm hoping to do more. Okay? Thank you. Bye-bye. <laughs> that better? Yeah, I can. It might I'm... work through the phone better. I'm not I'm sure trying. why, but let's let's try it this way, because it says now it's it's stronger. It just, for some reason, okay. the recording is stronger. Okay. Okay, go back to what okay. you're talking about. <laughs> yeah. Okay. All right. So as a last, well, wait a second. You know, Kim. Let me let me let me ask you a question. Okay. How did you become a creative coach? Tell me a little bit about your story. Okay. So what I I've I've always wanted to be a counselor or a uh, of something like that since I was twenty six. Okay. And because of life, you know, things that happen and come around, I haven't been able to do that. So whenever COVID happened, it was a time that a a sales job that I had, that territory was ending. Oh, okay. Yeah. So I didn't have a territory and I was at the point, I was really tired of working for the world Uh uh, and for jobs. And I turned 60 the year before and I was just like I want to find something that I've always wanted to do uh-huh. so I was talking to uh, an entrepreneur friend of mine and she's like Kim what about a life coach because you would be so good at that so that's wow. how I started yeah, my journey <clears throat> that's how I started my journey and um, went through the Tony Robbins program and got certified and I started my business um, all on my own mm-hmm. so that's how I got started so you went through Tony Robbins? Yeah. I didn't know he taught life coaching. He has programs. Uh, I know. A long time ago, he had programs that were, yeah. I swear, this this really dates me, but they were DVDs. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's way back. Yeah, yeah. But he has a school. Yeah, I remember Tony Robbins. Okay. Yeah, he's, he's got a school and everything. I mean, oh, he, he has does people now. that run. Okay. Oh, gosh, yes, yes. Um, so anyway, that's how I got started. Um, okay. with that, you know, you also can bring art into oh. your therapy, you know, too, is really okay. good with kids or middle school sure. kids or something, high school kids, oh, yeah. um, with that too. And that's something that I want to bring on board, um, as it goes along. Right. 
So that's how I got started. Okay, so you got started that way. Okay, so now you actually do work with... um, I work with individuals. Both your counseling or your coaching, but also with your art. Yeah. You you combine it. Okay. All right, so now let's talk about how you do this. Because like I said, does it in a different way. Okay. And I'll, I'll tell you the areas that I do, too. The areas that I do is ADD, ADHD with children and adults. Mm-hmm. And this is good okay. where art would come in. Relationships, oh. yes, preparing for marriage or separate divorce. Right. Or maybe it's a widow and she's have to start over again, you know, as a, as a single life. Oh, um, oh, depression yeah. and anxiety and grief, it's just really, really high right uh-huh. now since yeah. COVID happened in sure. all kind of areas. Kids, even elementary kids are or having a lot of anxiety from this. Yeah. Um, how to they sit. actually hide behind Yes, <clears throat> they are. And then some do not want to wear it. And some are afraid they're going to get sick. Some are afraid they're going to die. So it's really, really high Yeah. right now with these kids. Um, setting goals and plans. Uh, we go through that. You know, how to do uh-huh. that. How to be organized and structured. And I also do uh, spirituality, you know, with some, um, the, and also go through life stages of life. Uh-huh. So that is the areas that I do. That's wonderful. Yes, it is. It, it, it's so rewarding for me to see them for where they are right now and where how they just transform very quickly. It's really, really a great job. It's exciting when you're walk, working with somebody and they, they, uh, they, they blossom. It is. It yeah, is. yeah. I work with a lady who, um, she just comes in and does art with me, but it turns mm-hmm. out that basically what she'll do also is just talk, you know, and yep. she's worked with me. She's actually talked about, she actually lost her husband. Yeah, it's good and therapy. And her uh, daughter-in-law set up lessons with me mm-hmm. uh, because she really wanted to find something for her to do because she was isolated. Right. exactly. And yeah. she was depressed and she's been working with me for about two years now. And yeah. I have watched her like literally change from uh, constantly, you know, talking about her husband all the time to once in a while she talks about him. Right. You know, and she's able to uh, use her art therapeutically. It's like, you know, it's not therapeutic art necessarily, but she Mm -hmm. comes in and paints a landscape and talks to me. Right. You know, and she likes it and she, she enjoys it and she continues coming. Right. So obviously it's, um, you know, and people when they, teenagers too, you know, when they come in, they will talk to me about stuff. Oh, yeah. And I find that they open up and they tell me about their relationship problems and what's going on with, you know, whatever. And they want, they basically will tell me when they don't tell their mother. Exactly. Because they feel that, you know, I, they have a camaraderie with me and a connection with me. And I, I listen and I actually don't, you know, I, it's totally confidential. Exactly. That's exactly what I do. (laughs) And, you know, and, you know, and, and I think that the thing you're doing now is so powerful oh, because, yeah. um, like I said, you're right. You're right. There's a lot of problems mm-hmm. because of COVID. Yes. Not just COVID. Yeah, it's just a lot of things in life. But there's I mean, a lot more a lot problems around the fact that yes. we've gone through all this. Yes. Um, depression, isolation. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, like I said, there's kids who come in my class and you know they're hiding ground their masks. Oh, yeah. Yeah. They're using their mass now as a way to hide, like they right. use mm-hmm. other things to hide. That's right. And they have an excuse. 
Yes, they have. They could just put their mask on and, and but they sit there and just not talk. Yeah. You know, yeah. it's not yeah. good. So, yeah, exactly. Exactly. So, um, oh, that's wonderful. So now tell me about some of the programs that you work with. Did you say you work with um, resilience and uh, people who who come out of the military did you say you had worked with that no. or do you want to work with that you do yeah no uh, that was anything i do i i've gone to some uh grief counseling uh-huh. uh well some grief meetings on um, for widows and then for other people that just have lost a loved one oh that's and wonderful how to get you know the stages of it of grief <clears throat> and how to get past that and still you know, love your loved one and in, in memory, but have a life beyond that. that you don't, yeah, you're just not exactly. Doing and a lot of them don't know what to do. No, of course you not. You know, because your whole world changes, your routine changed. And yeah, so, especially if you're married. Yes, yes. If you're married for a long, married. long time. You know, yes. that's what you know. Mm-hmm. And that person who dies is like a part of your body. Right. I know, that's right. It's part of your everyday life. And then, yeah, exactly. But it's just as bad when you go through divorce. Yes, it is. Um, I mean, divorce can even be worse because at least you have an excuse to grieve the person. But if you actually have gone through divorce and you're grieving that person, then you go, why am I grieving this person? I wasn't even happy. Yeah, and the person's still around. You know, yeah, that's what I'm saying. Still around, yeah, you can see them, and it's, it's, it's hard and takes longer sure. to get past. Yes. Yeah, exactly, exactly. So, um, yeah. So I think that's wonderful. I, um, yeah, I think I think that, you know, what you do is great. So tell me more about what you do. Okay, so it's just like you were talking about when the kids come in and they're doing art. You meet uh-huh. where they are. And you're letting them talk and uh-huh. it sort of gets them where they want to be. They want to get all that out. Even if it was you not giving any feedback, just getting it out uh-huh. is good where, you know, kids have the tendency to hold stuff back in sure they because do. of, feel, well, anybody and feeling judged. If I tell uh-huh. it, I'm going to be judged. Right. And right. that's Absolutely. where depression goes in when they hold all this in and they don't share either in art or either just speaking or talking uh-huh. with somebody that, you know, it can lead down a, a very dark, not very good road. Yeah. Um, yeah, so I never to, yeah, I meet them in a safe place with no judgmental. Mm-hmm. I try my best to set the atmosphere for the clients where even if it's online, that they feel comfortable. And and it is just as good online as it is in person. I, I do it both ways. And okay. they seem to be fine with it. And it's really good because of a lot of mothers. That, there's a lot of single parents. And uh-huh. the kids are in the bed. They don't have to leave their home or get a sitter. Uh-huh. And then we can meet virtually. So it really works out well with them. Well, I think it's a good option. You know, it's like COVID has, mm-hmm. has actually opened up an area for people who do things like you do or even teachers mm-hmm. um, who teach. Yeah. I think it's it's opened up an area where we weren't even looking into before. I mean, we did a few, a little bit of that, but... Yeah. I think it's like, you know, I'm sitting here talking to you on a podcast. Right, right. You know, I mean, I would never have thought about that, you know, uh, yeah. before COVID. I mean, yeah. I just wouldn't. Um, I'm not sure why. I mean, you know, well, but anyway. You'd have yeah. to go to a radio station and sit and do the talk, you know. But now yeah. you got the podcast. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. So, so you know, I think that um, 
of course, you know, this goes back to way back when they used to do this on TV. You know, yes, they used to do it in right. your basement, you know. Like that's people right. would set up things in their basement and just talk, you know? Yes. <laughs> that's exactly right. That's how you had to do it. Yeah, exactly. Uh, you know, and it used to require all kinds of equipment. And you know, <laughs> stuff that they have. Like, it's you know, a whole lot less. Oh, lot man. Less. I mean, that's why I never got into it. I'm going, this is too complicated. Yeah, too I mean, much. I am not in any way, <laughs> you know, uh, digitally you know, I'm not, that's not my expertise. My husband does all that. Yes. So, you know, and, you know, but when they came up with like anchor, you know, yeah. and, and of course the phone just made it much more, you know, much easier. We are learning um, a lot. Do you find, you know, when you're coaching, uh, Kim, do you ever find a situation where you have to refer them to an actual, like a cat, like a, therapist therapist yes do you have have, i have a i have a 30 minute free session where we talk about what the person is looking for and what they want to do and i'll ask questions and then i will know right pretty quickly if this is something that is more for therapists yeah and then then i can con um some people have a therapist and a coach because uh-huh. the therapist will take you to, to one place where I think that I can you take know, you to I the everyday work together. I think yes. work together. I definitely do. Yeah. Yes. And then I have some that's uh, in care of a, just a regular doctor and we will talk and just talk about mm-hmm. how the patient's doing and stuff like that too. So that's we, we can all communicate together. Yeah. That's something we do. I think that's wonderful. Yes. I know that when I was working, uh, when I was in, um, I think it was Sanford, yeah, it was Sanford. I was working with a, uh, it was a, a group home for teenagers and mm-hmm. uh, they wanted me to come in and do therapeutic art. Yeah. The, the actual, the leader of the, you know, the, the, found, the, the person that was like the head person basically called, he actually wanted me to do this and yeah, he, he specifically wanted me to te- do it that way. So the interesting thing is that I would do something in my class with the teenagers uh-huh. and it would be the same thing that the counselor was talking about. Wow. And she called <laughs> me up and she said, how are you doing this? How are you choosing oh, that subjects that we are <laughs> looking at in the therapy group? And I went, oh, I don't know, but that's... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's sort of on the spiritual side. It was interesting side, how yeah. that was working. Yeah, but uh, you know, I had I had her, and I never met her physically, but we would we would talk back and forth. Yes, with situations that were sometimes pretty pretty intense. Like these mm-hmm. these kids, um, there was a suicide that occurred in the home basically mm-hmm. somebody killed themselves yeah. in in the home that you know in the home mm-hmm. i think he went out he went out yeah and, you know they he killed himself outside of the home but he still was a part know, of the group yeah yeah he was a part of the group and mm-hmm. man i tell you they had to really use art to, mm-hmm. to you know to help them help with the therapy feeling and i had nice. them draw things and i would have them use uh imagery and I would guide them through like a meditation and uh you know so they could they could talk about that mm-hmm. like with their art they take their art then and they would talk about it in therapy mm-hmm. so it worked really well it worked really and I loved yeah. it of course I enjoyed yes. it you know, I, think I'm a, I think I'm a uh 
I think I'm, I'm, I actually wanted to be a therapist at one time. I wanted to be an art therapist at one time too, uh -huh. but realized that, oh my goodness, the amount of training and the amount of money you had to <laughs> I just didn't think I could do that. Yeah. But I use it, I use it, I use it in my work with right. what I do, especially with my women's groups and stuff. I do a lot of therapeutic art. Yeah. Um, but of course that doesn't require a shingle. It just requires you, a lot of people are doing it too, yeah. that it's not like they're saying they're therapists as such, yeah. but they are they are doing therapeutic. Yeah. 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 That's very true. So um, now the woman that uh, was supposed to come on today, but we crossed our time for some reason. She was thinking mountain time. Mm -hmm. And anyway, her name is Shelly Clammer. Uh, Have you heard of her? No, I haven't. Okay. Well, she's going to be speaking next week. And mm -hmm. she's going to be talking about how she uses collage and mm -hmm. writing Oh, okay. uh, as a as a as a process for for helping women to work through uh, the past past issues, oh, okay. and she's going to be talking about that. So you'll have to listen that to her. She's good. On. Yeah, we yeah. have to listen to that. that sounds yeah, good. yeah. Um, did you feel uh, that when you were thinking about becoming a therapist, was there a reason? Did you just did, was it something you were just fascinated with a psychology or what yeah I always loved psychology but when I was in my late 20s I was substituting at the high school okay and I was there every day and most of the kids that were the problem kids that they would call um they gravitated to me mm -hmm. and I never had any trouble with them and most yeah. of the teachers would request me yeah, because I could control the classrooms and I had no problem and no issues. Right. And there at that time, I thought maybe I thought, man, I should be a, a youth counselor, trouble uh -huh. teen counselor, or something sure. like that. You know, but <clears throat> I, I divorced and I had my son, and it, it just was not good for me to work and have my son the and go to school. Yeah, no, and the I, right time. I did go back and uh -huh. uh, try to do that a couple of nights during the week. And I was coaching ninth grade cheerleading and work. I have my son and it just was just too much, but I would, I was going for psychology and I took all the psychology classes I could take when I was yeah. there that quick, but I, I did love psychology. And I, as I looked through my life, you know, it's like I was the caregiver and counselor all my life and didn't really realize it. Okay. So, you know, when people gravitate to you to talk and share uh -huh. and you encourage people. That's right. You, there's there's an anointing on you that you should be doing something like that. So it yeah. seems like when I go back, it was like that all through my life. Yeah, so you can it tell. Just, you can actually <clears throat> see that as, as kind of like a thread. Yeah. You know, you can see that in your in your life, how, how that led you to where you are today. I mean, you know, you can yeah. see it. Oh yeah. I mean, uh, I know in my own life, it it actually started in my own life. It started with a personal experience. Mm -hmm. I was in a psych ward mm -hmm. when I was sixteen. Mm -hmm. I was diagnosed with anorexia. Oh, okay. Nervosa, and I started using collage mm -hmm. as a means of basically just something to do because there was nothing to do there. Right. And um, I discovered the power of imagery. I mean, it's just incredibly powerful. Yeah. And, um, but I felt that at that time, um, you know, 
there was still, you know, there was a, that's, that's where the thread started. I mean, I think mm-hmm. that any of your experiences can be a thread <laughs> to the fabric of your life. Yeah. And through my life experiences through, you know, all through my life up until this time, I've got all the areas that I coach in, I have been through. Yeah, you have an so, understanding. <clears throat> I think you. I think that makes you a good a good coach because it makes it a whole lot better. A whole lot you easier. understand, <clears throat> yes. You know, it doesn't come from a book. I don't think right. you can be a good coach or a good artist. If right, it comes from a book. Yeah, yeah. I mean, an art teacher. You can't be a good art teacher mm-hmm. if it just comes from you know going to school to become right. Right. No. I, I just don't think you can. I don't think so. I think you have to have a a passion for it, yes. for one thing, but you have to have, have a real insight into what it's what the creativity, you know, what is that all about mm-hmm. when you when, when people are working through their creativity, you know, what they're working through, self doubt and all that kind of stuff. You've been through yourself. That's exactly right. Yeah, yeah. So, um, okay. Well, tell me a little bit about your art as well. Okay, with my art, usually uh-huh. with my art, uh, it's a seasonal thing that I do on the side, especially in the winter uh-huh. when people can't get out and they start, you know, they in the winter, you're always hunting stuff to do. So yeah. sometimes I'll just throw up something. Hey, you want to paint this or do you have anything you want? Okay. And last year I did it around November and I think I was booked up till like the first of November, like overnight and just like boom. So I just did it, whatever they wanted to do. And yeah. it was a good social time for women to get out because they were stressed from work, stressed from children. Uh-huh. Right. And it was, it's more of like a social, just relaxing. And I can't do this. And when they saw the results of their picture, oh my gosh, look what I did. Uh-huh. You know, and they, it was, yeah. it, I wish I had took uh, like a video at the first and video when they left because their whole attitude changed. They were laughing. They yeah. Were laughing, they were yeah. Hurt. Oh, I can't wait to do this again. And it was just, it really was just a part of therapy of like, I am so tired. I really made myself come, you know, and I really uh-huh, want uh-huh. to, but well, I don't yeah, think yeah, I could do I this. That, 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 <laughs> yeah. And true. then that's everybody true. was just full of energy before they left and just, just yeah. so excited. <laughs> oh, that's wonderful. So, yeah. That, and then it, it may, you know, it, that brings that atmosphere in here to me also, you know, and gets uh-huh. me going and like, I don't want to going. leave. Yes. It's still another one, you know, so. It's well, yeah, I think that um, when you're doing something like when I did, do you remember that really fun finger painting thing? We yeah. did? Yes. Oh, that was so much so fun. So much fun. And so and it different. was so much fun. It was so free and, ex- <clears throat> you know, expressive and, you yeah. know, and, and we didn't really have a plan necessarily. We just right. played with color and, you know, in fact, everybody yeah. was surprised. Are we gonna finger paint? <laughs> right, I know, I know. And then you're like, "What? How is that gonna turn out?" But then, well, sometimes I bring like a credit card, using a credit card paint in the background. I mean, you do something like that to make it exciting. Like you know, uh-huh. you use your Q-tips. You can use like your thing. Oh yeah, sure. Bubble sure. wrap, and that That's makes right. it. You know, it makes it so much funner because everybody's. Well, like, you know, I'm also you know. taking. Um, uh, okay, if you if you listen to Spotify, you'll hear Whitney Freya talk about um, how she teaches, and she teaches a thing. Uh, she teaches the method uh, called process paint or expressive painting, where she just it's it's basically a meditation mm-hmm. canvas. She calls mm-hmm. it, mm-hmm. where you put up a canvas and you just paint. You paint over it. You paint over it. You paint over it. You paint over it. You don't actually do a finished piece. Okay. 
you basically, you know, allow yourself to just play with the colors and mm -hmm. you don't really think about creating a result necessarily. You don't really create a result. It's just, it's just really fun because, um, so there's she, no pressure at all. No, it's not. And <laughs> and that's she it. says you can go to the canvas <clears throat> with an idea or mm -hmm. even a question and within the painting process, you'll receive the answer. Oh, that's good. Yeah. So, good. so it's, it's a, it's a fun, it's a fun way of doing it. So, and I am very intuitive when I work anyway. So I love, I love doing that. But yeah, um, it's sort of like when you get into it, your mind stops. All yeah, you, you yeah, it's therapeutic. It's very therapeutic. Yeah, it starts yeah. calming down again. Yeah, exactly. Yes. So, um, <clears throat> okay. So what is your, what is your plans for say, oh, I don't know, a couple years from now? <laughs> Well, I, my, you know, I'm 60 years old and um, I don't, with 60, I don't have big plans like I used to do. I just no, I don't think I things. do either. I don't think I do. You know, I basically just, yeah. I have, I have ideas like this podcast yeah. is a new thing for me. Yeah. So that, that's kind of new, but you know, I don't really have any huge big plans yeah. either. I just basically, you know. Yeah. Live at the moment. I try to live yeah. at the moment. Yeah. yeah. I, I just hope that um, because I don't work with uh, under any kind of therapist that, you know, I I do my own footwork and um, getting mm -hmm. out to get clients and making videos and stuff. And yeah, so you do, you do it all. Out. Yeah. Yeah. And so the more I just wanted to get uh, more out there and be able to let people know there is help close there is help in the community mm -hmm. and to help them live a happier and more stress-free life you know finding out all this petty stuff when you're younger is just so much petty that when we get older we realize we don't really need this this is that's, that's right thing. that's just not and that's what i'm trying to teach the young people and, sh and show them because i have a lot of in their 30s is that a lot of stuff that you're worrying about and really upset about is really not the issue so I just want to get that more out. That yeah, yeah. It's like um, on the stinking thinking that I was talking about. I call it oh yeah, let's go back to that. Let's go back to that. Because people people wake up and they automatically start thinking of the bad things through the day and uh -huh. stuff that they got to do, and uh -huh. and then they go into this thing of stinking thinking. Of uh, you know, uh, you know, when you go into the op, you know, they're already thinking about the office. I really hate going ahead to deal with such and such, or I got too much work or mm -hmm. they're dwelling on it too much or they're uh -huh. dissecting or somebody can say one little thing and it upsets them. Uh -huh. And there's a lot of negativity around. So a lot of people, which I'm getting ready to do some um, thing with the hospice office where uh, they're going to call me and we're going to do some, wow. some stuff to boost the office morale in the beginning of the morning. And one of them is get rid of your stinking thinking. Uh -huh. And so one of the, uh, a, company I work with and talk with, they all decided in the offices they would get a jar. And anybody that came in and said <laughs> something negative, they, they put it put, in a jar. Well they would put they would put a quarter or fifty cents or dollar, whatever they decided oh, to do. Okay, yeah, and at the yeah. end of the month they would do something special or you know, go out to lunch or maybe buy something in the oh, office. Fun. And then some uh one family was gonna uh they were making a board game out of stinking thinking and, and do the cards and, and they were putting this thing together. It was really cute. <laughs> Just trying to get rid of 
thinking negative all the time and think more positive of what is going wrong. What's going right in your life? We don't talk about what's going right in our life. We talk yeah, about what's going wrong right. in our exactly. life. Exactly. So I think that, yeah, and a doom, doom and gloom stuff. Yes. Not into it all. Yes, yes. So, you know, it's like I really believe that, you know, every day, seriously, every day is kind of up to you how you live yeah. it. Yeah. And, um, and I think that if you have some things that you do that that like improvises mm-hmm. or, you know, emphasizes that, that positive right. attitude that you, that you carry through the day, mm-hmm. you know, those things are habits, yeah, habits are, yeah, I call them habit. practices, mm-hmm. not habits. I don't like the word habit, I but know. practices. <laughs> They're practices that you do every day to reinforce that, that the things you want to bring into your day. And, but it's kind of up to you. It's your choice. Like Deepak talks about that all the time about, you know, your choices. And he also says that your choices define who you are. Exactly. You know, your, your choices, the way you choose and what you Mm -hmm. choose and also what you think. Yeah. It defines who you are. And I think that if we can define, if we can define ourselves in a different way, Mm -hmm. then we create ourselves in a different way. That's exactly right. Yeah. So all that's important. And, um, and of course the spirituality part of it is also incredibly important. Whether you call it Christian or whether you call it Judaism or whatever, it doesn't matter. As long as you believe in a higher power, um, then you don't have to like put it all on yourself. You don't have to like, Oh my, you know, I'm, I'm the one I'm responsible for everything. I, you know, I got to do this all, you know, I, no, rely on um, rely yeah. on God. That's what God's That's for. Right. <laughs> I, I started to get out of that. I, I did this little practice thing, and it really, really, really works. I couldn't get over how it just changed. But uh, every morning that I get up, uh-huh. I automatically everything that I touch, I thank God for it. And oh, I mean, from like the toothbrush to yeah. the, I mean the water, everything, everything. And everything. Yeah. I do it all the way in the den. And when I'm cooking my breakfast, I'm constantly doing it. When oh, I get ready wonderful. and I go outside, I'm picking for my car. Everything yeah. about my car, I just got where I cut the radio off. And I do that because what I'm doing is I'm programming what am I thankful for all the time. Even when something negative starts happening and come around and say, well, you know what? It is what it is. Now let's figure out what's good about this and fix right. it. Right. And it makes it less stressful of a day well it also you know <clears throat> i think the more is you you know as the more grateful you are the yes. more aware of what you have to be grateful for that's right that's right you know it's like and if you're grateful for whatever it is i know the whole month yeah. of november yeah i do the theme of gratitude and mm-hmm. that includes like a gratitude journal and right. uh and i do like a little gratitude i'm gonna do a little gratitude art thing in my in my studio and mm-hmm. I do some things online and I really mm-hmm. really focus on gratitude in fact that'll be one of the themes I talk about in my podcast yes that's because really I think that you know even if you like you know are you know you take it you take photographs with your camera right and you and you just you know say okay I'm gonna I'm gonna take a picture of that and that's mm-hmm. gonna be what I'm grateful for the day or whatever it mm-hmm. doesn't matter what mm-hmm. you use or mm-hmm. the tool you use mm-hmm. you can you can you can do that mm-hmm. yeah you yes. can really like really uh 
concentrate on that that feeling of gratitude. Yeah, I would even, um, as I was writing, I would concentrate on other people. Uh huh. <clears throat> and you know, maybe just say a little prayer for them. I mean, because yep. you know their situation, or uh, mm -hmm. you know, so that would help to take off what's wrong with my life or yes what I don't like about my life I really need to be thinking about other people during this time as I'm going and then when it is my time to look at me uh -huh. I've gone through all this gratitude all day and I'm like well you know what I really don't have as bad as I thought I did uh-huh that's right you know that's yeah I think it's all a part of it and I think that if you start now seriously I mm -hmm. think that um Okay, I used to work with seniors in a, you know, like a, a senior home. Mm -hmm. And I could tell the people that were like negative all their life. Oh, Lord, yes. Because they were still <laughs> negative. Yes. But I could also tell, you know, because I would do these <clears throat> little things where I, mm -hmm. I remember having these seniors. I, I mean, seriously, I had these senior, seniors like prancing in the hallway, pretending they had plumes on their head. <laughs> <laughs> things with these these things sounds like and i basically you know i mean i was a interesting art teacher <laughs> i had a russian lady i had a russian lady she was in her she was like 100 years old oh, wow. and she was straight from russia she was a communist and uh -huh. she was very 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 aware mm -hmm. of the fact that how communism had affected her life and it was mm -hmm. she was said it was a, a positive experience she used mm -hmm. to make all the other ladies really upset, right? I bet. <laughs> and but that's where she was from. So yeah. I made friends with her. That's now she never smiled, right? She never yeah. smiled. Yes, so well, sad. during the time that I got to know her, she was always telling me how it, I need to eat more with olive oil. <laughs> <laughs> you know. And and you know when she went finally went to a nursing home because this was a residence home it wasn't a nursing home. Mm -hmm. Her daughter called me up and she said, "I want to tell you that my mother, when she left, she smiled." Oh. Wow. And she says, "I know you had something to do with that." Oh, that's so good. And you know it's those kinds of times. When that's you exactly know, right. You know that's, that's what you were there for. Yes. You know, and then I had another lady who was in that that same same uh, residence home, that was just like a little child. She had so much jubilance and so much joy, and she was like, "Oh, she I mean, she loved prancing around with plumes on her head. She <laughs> loved doing the doing the the drum music, and she was always participating. And you know, she was the only person that never complained about the fact that she she had lost her home, she had lost her husband, she had mm -hmm. lost everything. She lived in the moment. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Now, where did she learn that? She learned it earlier in her right. life. That's right. Yeah. She maintained it through her life. Yeah. And by the time she was in in the latter part of her life, she still had that. Well, that's where I want to be when I get older. I want to, you know, I want to have that attitude. Yeah. I want to be able to dance through the halls with, you know, with plumes on my head too. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that would be good. It would be good, yeah. yeah. But my future plans is to, you know, to try to bring more of the painting into my coaching for healing too. Yeah. With these kids. Um even in some older people, it, it will be really good. I'm, I'm excited about it. 
Well, I think you've got, I have a right to be excited, Kim, because you've, you know, I love, I love the way, um, the, the thing I love about these podcasts is I'm really getting to know different people that mm. I, I do know, but I don't really know. And mm-hmm. that thing is that I love talking to people and, and asking them about their, their process and what they do and, you know, their, mm-hmm. their philosophy and, you know, and how they use it in their life. And, all. you know, it's yeah. just so cool. It's just a cool thing for me to be able to do this. And uh, so I'm delighted that you came on and uh, Naya, my question to you is if there's someone out there that you want to speak to, maybe there's somebody listening, what would you say to them? I would just say, just because where you are right now today is not the way it has to be. Okay. There's hope in tomorrow. Mm-hmm. And my motto is just, I change in lives one session at a time because that's all we have. That's right. That's That's all we are. That's what we only have one moment. This, that's right. This moment. Yep. That's exactly. Right. Exactly. exactly. So there's, there's always someone to talk to. There's always some hope. It's not what you, what you're in right now does not have to be your future. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. You know, I have a, a friend who uh, came in briefly when uh, Shelly was supposed to go on. Shelly didn't come on because mm-hmm. we couldn't connect. But mm-hmm. this 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 woman came on who lives in Fayetteville and she's disabled mm-hmm. and she's very, very uh, lost. Mm-hmm. And so I will follow up with her even mm-hmm. if it's just a phone call because she mm-hmm. doesn't have internet because she couldn't pay for she yeah. said pay for my bill mm-hmm. so what i'm saying is that there are lost people out there mm-hmm. there's there's so many yes you know and and so rita is a is a friend i've known for years and years and years and she mm-hmm. she was in a motorcycle accident mm-hmm. uh years ago and she just never she never recovered from the motorcycle accident and yeah so um and she's probably isolated mm-hmm. with covid mm-hmm. and uh she's probably who knows where she's is so mm-hmm. i'm gonna i'm gonna follow up because i think that was a message to me i, I think that was yeah. a message to me to to follow up with her yeah that's good yeah that's good idea Okay, honey. Well, listen, I'm going to go because uh, this has been a long day for me. I've actually recorded too much all day long. Okay. (laughs) Well, thank you so much. I'm delighted that you came on. I'm glad that you got um, me. Now, here's what I'll do. Uh, I'll put all the information you gave me. Okay. I'll put it together and then I'll publish it on Spotify and then I will send it to you. Okay, Uh, great. I'll send the link to you and you can listen to it and you can share it. Yeah, that's exactly what I was going to ask you. Great. I'm so, so thankful that you called me and did this. I love to stuff stuff like this. Yeah. This yeah. I'm so glad you did come because now have you heard from Elizabeth? I haven't. I think when I she moved, either. she just fell off the doing. <laughs> I, I haven't her. heard a word from her. I mean, I, I know she kind of like went she isolated I'm sure she isolated herself yes. too. Yeah. And then they moved, was going you know, on. And, yeah, so but I miss her so much. I know her too. I need to reach out to her and say, Hey, are you still alive? <laughs> yeah, just do that. Please do yeah. that for me because yes. I'm gonna do the same thing. I, I keep calling her and she just you know, I haven't been able to get hold of her. Well, I might not even have the right number. I I don't even know if she's changed it, but I will reach out to her. 
Okay. Well, thank good, you good, so much, Joy. Deal. Okay, honey. Bye-bye. Bye-bye okay. now. Bye. Bye. <laughs> that better? Yeah, I can. It I might can... work through the phone better. I'm not okay. sure why, but let's let's try it this way because it says now it's it's stronger. It just for some reason okay. the recording is stronger. Okay, okay go back to what okay. you're talking about. Yeah, go back. Okay, to... all right. So as a last. Well, wait a second. You know what, Kim? Let me let yeah. me let me ask you a question. Okay. How did you become a creative coach? Tell me a little bit about your story. Okay, so what I, I've always wanted to be a counselor or a, uh, of something like that since I was 26. Okay. And because of life, you know, things that happen and come around, I haven't been able to do that. So okay. whenever COVID happened, it was a time that a, a sales job that I had, that territory was ending. Oh, okay. Uh, yeah, so I didn't have a territory, and I was at the point I was really tired of working for the world uh -huh. uh, yeah. and for jobs, and I turned 60 the year before, and I was just like, I want to find something that I've always wanted to do. Uh -huh. so I was talking to uh, an entrepreneur friend of mine, and she's like, Kim, what about a life coach? Because you would be so good at that. So that wow. was how I started yeah, my perfect. journey. <clears throat> that's how I started my journey, and um went through the Tony Robbins program and got certified and I started my business um, all on my own. Mm -hmm. So that's how I got started. So you went through Tony Robbins? Yeah. I didn't know he taught life coaching. He has programs. Uh, I know a long time ago he had programs that were, mm -hmm. I swear, this, this really dates me, but they were DVDs. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's way back. Yeah, yeah. But he has Yeah, I remember Tony Robbins. Okay. Yeah, he's he's got a school and everything. I mean oh, he, he has people now. that run. Okay. Oh gosh, yes, yes. Um so anyway, that's how I got started. Um okay. with that. You know, you also can bring art into your oh. therapy, you know, too is really okay. good with kids or middle school sure. kids or something, high school kids. Oh, yeah. um, with that too and that's something that I want to bring on board um, as it goes along right so that's how I got started okay so you got started that way okay so now you actually do work with um, I work with both, individuals both your counseling or your coaching but also with your art yeah you, you combine I, it okay all right, so now let's talk about how you do this because, okay. like I said, does it in a different way. Okay, and I'll, I'll tell you the areas that I do, too. The areas that I do is ADD, ADHD with children and adults, mm -hmm. and this is okay. where art would come in. Relationships, oh. yes, preparing for marriage or separating right. divorce, or maybe it's a widow and she's have to start over again, you know, as a, as a single life. Um, oh, depression yeah. and anxiety and grief that's just really, really high right uh -huh. now since yeah. COVID happened in sure. all kind of areas. Kids, even elementary kids are, are having a lot of anxiety from this. Yeah. Um, how to they sit. actually hide behind Yes, <clears throat> they are. And then some do not want to wear it. Some are afraid they're going to get sick. Some are afraid they're going to die. So it's really, really high yeah right now with these kids um setting goals and plans uh we go through that you know how to do uh -huh. that how to be organized and structured and i also do uh spirituality you know with some um the, and also go through life stages of life uh-huh so that is the areas that i do that's wonderful yes it is it, it it's so rewarding for me to see them 
for where they are right now and where how they just transform very quickly. It's really, really a great job. It's exciting when you're work, working with somebody and they, they, uh, they, they blossom. It is. It yeah. Is. Yeah. I work with a lady who, um, she just comes in and does art with me, but it turns mm -hmm. out that basically what she'll do also is just talk, you know, and yep. she's worked with me. She's actually talked about, she actually lost her husband. Yeah, it's good and therapy. And her uh, daughter-in-law set up lessons with me mm -hmm. uh, because she really wanted to find something for her to do because she was isolating right. Exactly. And yeah. she was depressed and she's been working with me for about two years now. And yeah. I have watched her like literally change yep. from uh, constantly, you know, talking about her husband all the time right. to once in a while she talks about him. Right. You know, and she's able to uh, use her art yes. therapeutically. It's yep. like, you know, it's not therapeutic art necessarily, but she mm -hmm. comes in and paints a landscape and talks to me. Right. You know, and she likes it and she, she enjoys it and she continues coming. Right. So obviously it's, um, you know, and people when they, teenagers too, you know, when they come in, they will talk to me about stuff. Oh, you know? yeah. And I find that they open up and they tell me about their relationship problems and yeah. what's going on with, you know, whatever. And they want, they basically will tell me when they don't tell their mother. Right? Exactly. Because they feel that, you know, I, they have a camaraderie with me and a connection with me. And I, I listen and I actually don't, you know, I, it's totally confidential. Exactly. That's exactly what I do. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and, you know, and, you know, and, and I think that the thing you're doing now is so powerful oh, because, yeah. um, like I said, you're right. You're right. There's a lot of problems mm -hmm. because of COVID. Yes. Not just COVID. Yeah, it's just a lot of things in life. But there's I mean, a lot more a lot problems around the fact that yes. we've gone through all this. Yes. Um, depression, isolation. Mm -hmm. uh, you know, like I said, there's kids who come in my class and you know they're hiding behind their masks. Oh, yeah. Yeah. They're using their mass now as a way to hide, like they right. use mm -hmm. other things to hide. That's right. And they have an excuse. Yes, they have an they excuse. They can just put their mask on and, and but they sit there and just not talk. Yeah. You know? Yeah. It's not yeah. good. So, yeah. Exactly. Exactly. So, um, oh, that's wonderful. So now tell me about some of the programs that you work with. Did you say you work with um, resilience? And uh, people who who come out of the military, did you say you had worked with that? No. Or do you want to work with that? You do? Yeah. No, uh, that was anything I do. I, I've gone to some uh, grief counseling. Uh -huh. uh, well, some grief meetings um, for widows and then for other people that just have lost a loved one. Oh, that's and wonderful. How yeah. to get, you know, the stages of it, of grief, <clears throat> and how to get past that and still you know, love your loved one in, in memory, but have a life beyond that. that you don't, yeah, you're just exactly. Not doing and a lot of them don't know what to do. No, of course you not. You know, because your whole world changes, your routine changed. And yeah, so, especially if you're married. Yes, yes. If you're married for a long, long time. You know, yes. that's what you know. Mm -hmm. And 
that person who dies is like a part of your body. It right. Dies. I know. That's right. It's part of your everyday life. And then Yeah, exactly. But it's just as bad when you go through divorce. Yes, it is. Um, I mean, divorce can even be worse because at least you have an excuse and, to it, grieve the person. But if you actually have gone through divorce and you're grieving that person, then you go, why am I grieving this person? I wasn't even happy. Yeah, and the person's still around. You know, yeah, that's what I'm saying. The still around. You, know, you can see them, and it's, not, it's, it's hard. And takes sure. longer to get past, yes. Yeah, exactly, exactly. So, um, yeah, so I think that's wonderful. I, um, yeah, I think I think that, you know, what you do is great. So tell me more about what you do. Okay, so it's just like you were talking about when the kids come in and they're doing art, you meet uh-huh. where they are, and you're letting them talk, and uh-huh. it sort of gets them where they want to be. They want to get all that out. Even if it was you not giving any feedback, just getting it out uh-huh. is good where, you know, kids have the tendency to hold stuff back in. Sure they Because do. of, feel, well, anybody, and feeling judged. If I tell uh-huh. it, I'm going to be judged. Right. And right. that's exactly. where depression goes in when they hold all this in and they don't share either in art or either just speaking or talking uh-huh. with somebody that, you know, it can lead down a, a very dark, not very good road. Yeah. Yeah. I meet them in a safe place with no judgmental. Mm-hmm. I try my best to set the atmosphere for the clients where even if it's online that they feel comfortable and, and it is just as good online as it is in person. I, I do it both ways and okay. they seem to be fine with it. And it's really good because of a lot of mothers, that, there's a lot of single parents and uh-huh. the kids are in the bed. They don't have to leave their home or get a sitter. Uh-huh. And then we can meet virtually. So it really works out well with them. Well, I think it's a good option. You know, it's like COVID has, mm-hmm. has actually opened up an area for people who do things like you do or even teachers mm-hmm. um, who teach. Yeah. I think it's it's opened up an area where we weren't even looking into before. I mean, we did a few, a little bit of that, but... Yeah. I think it's like, you know, I'm sitting here talking to you on a podcast. Right, right. You know, I mean, I would never have thought about that, you know, uh, yeah. before COVID. I mean, yeah. I just wouldn't. Um, I'm not sure why. I mean, you know, well, but anyway. You'd have yeah. to go to a radio station and sit and do the talk, you know. But now yeah. you got the podcast. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. So, so you know, I think that... Um, of course, you know, this goes back to way back when they used to do this on TV, you know, like people right. would set up things in their basement and just talk, you know? Yes, <laughs> that's exactly right. That's how you had to do it. Yeah, exactly. Uh, you know, and it used to require all kinds of equipment, and you know, <laughs> stuff that they have. Like, it's you know, a whole lot less. A whole oh, man. Less. I mean, that's why I never got into it. I'm going. This is too complicated. Yeah, too I mean, much. I am not in any way, <laughs> you know, uh, digitally, you know, I'm not, that's not my expertise. My husband does all that. Yeah. So, you know, and, you know, but when they came up with like anchor, you know, yeah. and, and of course the phone, this made it much more, you know, much easier. We are learning um, a lot. Do you find, you know, when you're coaching, uh, Kim, do you ever find a situation where you have to refer them to, an actual like a cat like a therapist therapist yes do you have have, i have a i have a 30 minute free session where we talk about what the person is looking for and what they want to do and and i'll ask questions and then i will know right 
pretty quickly if this is something that is more for therapists. Yeah. And then I I can, um, some people have a therapist and a coach because uh-huh. a therapist will take you to, to one place where I think that I can you take know, you to the everyday work together. I think yes. work together. I definitely do. Yeah. Yes. And then I have some that's uh, in care of a, just a regular doctor and we will talk and just talk about mm-hmm. how the patient's doing and stuff like that too. So that's we, we can all communicate together. Yeah. That's something we do. I think that's wonderful. Yes. I know that when I was working, uh, when I was in, um, I think it was Sanford, yeah, it was Sanford. I was working with a, uh, it was a, a group home for teenagers and mm-hmm. uh, they wanted me to come in and do therapeutic art. Yeah. The, the actual, the leader of the, you know, the, the, found, the, the person that was like the head person basically called, he actually wanted me to do this and yeah. he, he specifically wanted me to te- do it that way. So the interesting thing is that I would do something in my class with the teenagers uh-huh. and it would be the same thing that the counselor was talking about. Wow. And she called me up and she said, how are you doing this? How are you choosing oh, that subjects that we are looking at in the therapy group? And I went, oh, I don't know, but that's... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's sort of on the spiritual side. It was interesting side, how yeah. that was working. Yeah, but uh, you know, I had I had her. Now I never met her physically, but we would we would talk back and forth. Yes, with situations that were sometimes pretty pretty intense. Like these mm-hmm. these kids, um, there was a suicide that occurred in the home basically mm-hmm. somebody killed themselves yeah. in in the home that you know in the home mm-hmm. i think he went out he went out yeah and, you know they he killed himself outside of the home but he still was a part know, of the group yeah that was a part of the group and mm-hmm. man i tell you they had to really use art to, to mm-hmm. you know to help them help with the their feeling and i had yes. them draw things and i would have them use uh imagery and I would guide them through like a meditation and uh you know so they could they could talk about that mm-hmm. like with their art they take their art then and they would talk about it in therapy mm-hmm. so it worked really well it worked really and I loved yeah. it of course I enjoyed yes. it you know I think I'm a, I think I'm a uh I think I'm, I'm, I actually wanted to be a therapist at one time I wanted to be an art therapist at one time too uh-huh. but realized that Oh my goodness! The amount of training and the amount of money you have to—I <laughs> just didn't think I could do that. Yeah. But I use it. I use it. I use it in my work with right. what I do, especially with my women's groups and stuff. I do a lot of therapeutic art. Yeah. Um, but of course, that doesn't require a shingle. It just requires you. A lot of people are doing it too. Yeah. That it's not like they're saying they're therapists as such. Yeah. But they are. They are doing therapeutic. Yeah. 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 That's very true. So um, now the woman that uh, was supposed to come on today, but we crossed our time for some reason. She was thinking mountain time. Mm-hmm. And anyway, her name is Shelly Clammer. Uh, Have you heard of her? No, I haven't. Okay. Well, she's going to be speaking next week. Mm-hmm. And she's going to be talking about how she uses collage and mm-hmm. writing Oh, okay. uh, as a as a as a process for for helping women to work through 
uh, the past, past issues. Oh, and okay. she's going to be talking about that. So you'll have to listen that to her. Sounds good. She's yeah. We yeah. all have to listen to that. that sounds yeah. Good. Yeah. Um, did you feel uh, that when you were thinking about becoming a therapist, was there a reason? Did you just, did, was it something you were just fascinated with a psychology or what? Yeah, I always loved psychology, but when I was in my late 20s, I was substituting at the high school. Okay. And I was there every day. And most of the kids that were the problem kids that they would call, um, they gravitated to me. Mm-hmm. And I never had any trouble with them. And most yeah. of the teachers would request me yeah. because I could control the classrooms and I had no problem and no issues. Right. And there at that time, I thought maybe, I thought, man, I should be a, a youth counselor, trouble uh-huh. teen counselor or something like sure. that. You know, but <clears throat> I, I divorced and I had my son and it, it just was not good for me to work and have my son and go to school. Yeah, no, and I, right I did go back. And uh-huh. uh, try to do that a couple of nights during the week. And I was coaching night three cheerleading and work. I have my son and just was just too much. But I would I was going for psychology and I took all the psychology classes I could take. When I yeah, was there that quick. But I, I did love psychology. And I've, as I look through my life, you know, it's like I was the caregiver and counselor all my life and didn't really realize it. Okay. So, you know, when people gravitate to you to talk and share uh-huh. and you encourage people. That's right. You, there's there's an anointing on you that you should be doing something like that. So it yeah. seems like when I go back, it was like that all through my life. Yeah, so you can it tell. Just, you can actually <clears throat> see that as, as kind of like a thread. Yeah. You know, you can see that in your in your life, how, how that led you to where you are today. I mean, you know, you can yeah. see it. Oh yeah. I mean, um, I know in my own life, it it actually started in my own life. It started with a personal experience. Mm-hmm. I was in a psych ward mm-hmm. when I was sixteen. Mm-hmm. I was diagnosed with anorexia. Oh, okay. Nervosa, and I started using collage mm-hmm. as a means of basically just something to do because there was nothing to do there. Right. And um, I discovered the power of imagery. I mean, it's just incredibly powerful. Yeah. And, um, but I felt that at that time, um, you know, there was still, you know, there was a, that's, that's where the thread started. I mean, I think mm-hmm. that any of your experiences can be a thread <laughs> to the fabric of your life. Yeah. And through my life experiences, through, you know, all through my life up until this time, I've got, all the areas that I coach in, I have been through. Uh huh. Yeah, you have an so, understanding. <clears throat> I think you. I think that makes you a good a good coach because it makes it a whole lot better. A whole lot. You easier. understand? <clears throat> yes. You know, it doesn't come from a book. I don't think right. you can be a good coach or a good artist. It right. Comes from a book. Yeah. yeah. Comes. I from- mean, art teacher. You can't be a good art teacher. Mm-hmm. If it just comes from, you know, going to school to become right. a teacher. Right. I, I just don't think you can. I don't think so. I think you have to have a a passion for it. Yes. For one thing, but you have to have, have a real insight into what it's what the creativity, you know, what is that all about? Mm-hmm. When you when, when people are working through the creativity, you know, what they're working through, self-doubt and all that kind of stuff you've been through yourself. That's exactly right. Yeah. Yeah. So, um 
Okay, well, tell me a little bit about your art as well. Okay, with my art, usually uh-huh. with my art, uh, it's a seasonal thing that I do on the side, especially in the winter uh-huh. when people can't get out and they start, you know, they, in the winter, you're always hunting stuff to do. So yeah. sometimes I'll just throw up something. Hey, you want to paint this or do you have anything you want? Okay. And, Last year I did it around November and I think I was booked up till like the first of November, like overnight and just went boom. So I just did it, whatever they wanted to do. And it was a good social time for women to get out because they were stressed from work, stressed from children. Uh And it was, it's more of like a social, just relaxing. And I can't do this. And when they saw the results of their picture, oh my gosh, look what I did. Uh And they, it was, I wish I had took uh, like a video at the first and videoed when they left because their whole attitude changed. They were laughing. They yeah. Were they were yeah. Oh, I can't wait to do this again. And it was just, it really was just a part of therapy of like, I am so tired. I really made myself come, you know, and I really uh-huh. want to, uh-huh. but well, I don't yeah, think yeah. I can do I this. That, that, <laughs> yeah. That's and true. then that's everybody true. was just full of energy before they left and just, just yeah. so excited. <laughs> oh, that's wonderful. So, yeah. That, and then it, it may, you know, it, that brings that atmosphere in here to me also, you know, and gets uh-huh. me going and like, I don't want to believe yes. it's still another one, you know, so. It, it's well, yeah, I think that um, when you're doing something like when I did, do you remember that really fun finger painting thing? We yeah. did? Yes. Oh, that was so much so fun. So much fun. It was so and it different. Was so much fun. It was so free and, ex- <clears throat> you know, expressive and, and, yeah. oh, and, and we didn't really have a plan necessarily. We just right. played with color and, you know, in fact, everybody yeah. was surprised. Are we going to finger paint? <laughs> right. I know, I know. And then you're like, what? How is that going to turn out? But then, well, sometimes I bring like a credit card, using a credit card paint in the background. I mean, you do something like that to make it exciting. Like, you know, uh-huh. you can use your Q-tips. You can use like your thing. Oh, yeah, sure. Bubble sure. wrap. And that it's makes right. it, you know, it makes it so much funner. Because Well, like, you, you know, I'm also you know. taking, um, uh, okay, if you, if you listen to Spotify, you'll hear Whitney Freya talk about um, how she teaches. And she teaches the thing, uh, she teaches the method. Uh, called process paint or expressive painting where she just it's it's basically a meditation mm-hmm. canvas she calls mm-hmm. it mm-hmm. where you put up a canvas and you just paint you paint over it and you paint over it and you paint over it and you paint over it you don't actually do a finished piece okay you basically you know allow yourself to just play with the colors and mm-hmm. you don't really think about creating a result necessarily you don't really create a result it's just, it's just really fun because, um, so there's she, no pressure at all. No, it's not. And <laughs> that's she it. says you can go to the canvas <clears throat> with an idea or mm-hmm. even a question and within the painting process, you'll receive the answer. Oh, that's good. Yeah. So, so it's, it's a, it's a fun, it's a fun way of doing it. So, and I am very intuitive when I work anyway. So I love, I love doing that. But, yeah, um, it's sort of like when you get into it, your mind stops. All yeah, the, you, stuff you, yeah, it's you therapeutic. Stop. It's very therapeutic. Yeah, it starts yeah. calming down again. Yeah, exactly. Yes. So, um, <clears throat> okay, so what is your, what is your plans for, say, oh, I don't know, a couple years from now? <laughs> well, I, my, you know, I'm 60 years old and, um, 
I don't with 60, I don't have big plans like I used to do. I just no, I don't think everything. I do either. I don't think I do you either. Know, I basically just yeah. I have I have ideas like this podcast yes. is a new thing for me. Yeah. So that that's kind of new, but you know, I don't really have any huge big plans yeah. either. I just basically, you know, yeah. live at the moment. I try to live yeah. at the moment. Yeah. yeah, I I just hope that um, because I don't work with uh, under any kind of therapist that, you know, I I do my own footwork and um, getting mm-hmm. out to get clients and making videos and stuff and yeah, so you do, it all. you do it all. Out. Yeah, yeah, and so the more I just wanted to get uh, more out there and be able to let people know there is help close. Uh, there is help in the community mm-hmm. and to help them live a happier and more stress-free life you know finding out all this petty stuff when you're younger is just so much petty that when we get older we realize we don't really need this this is that's, that's right thing. that's just not and that's what i'm trying to teach the young people and, sh- and show them because i have a lot of in their 30s is that a lot of stuff that you're worrying about and really upset about is really not the issue so I just want to get that more out. That yeah, yeah. It's like um, on the stinking thinking that I was talking about. I call it oh yeah, let's go back to that. Let's because go back to that. people people wake up and they automatically start thinking of the bad things through the day and uh-huh. stuff that they got to do, and uh-huh. and then they go into this thing of stinking thinking mm-hmm. of you know. Uh, you know, when you go into the office, you know, they're already thinking about the office. I really hate going to hate to deal with such and such, or I got too much work, or mm-hmm. they're dwelling on it too much, or they're uh-huh. dissecting, or somebody can say one little thing and it upsets them. Uh-huh. And there's a lot of negativity around. So a lot of people, which I'm getting ready to do some um, thing with the hospice office, where uh, they're going to call me and we're going to do some. Wow some stuff to boost the office morale in the beginning of the morning. One of them is get rid of your stinking thinking. Uh-huh. And so one of the uh, a company I work with and talk with, they all decided in the offices, they would get a jar and anybody that came in and <laughs> something negative, they, they put it put, in a jar. Well, they would put, they would put a quarter or 50 cents or a dollar, whatever they decided oh, to do. Okay, yeah, and okay, at the yeah. end of the month, they would do something special or, you know, go out to lunch or maybe buy something in the oh, office. And great. then some, uh, one family was going to, uh, they were making a board game out of stinking thinking and do the cards and, and they were putting this thing together. It was really cute. <laughs> Just trying to get rid of, thinking negative all the time and think more positive of what is going wrong what's going right in your life we don't talk about what's going right in our life we talk about what's going wrong exactly i think that yeah and a doom doom and gloom stuff yes not into it all yes yes so it's like i really believe that you know every day seriously every day is kind of up to you how you live it yeah. And um, and I think that if you have some things that you do that emphas- that like improvises mm-hmm. or you know emphasizes that that positive right. attitude that you that you carry through the day, mm-hmm. you know those things are habits. Yeah, habits, are, I yeah, call them habit. practices, mm-hmm. not habits. I don't like the word habit, I but know. practices. They're practices that you do every day to reinforce that, that the things you want to bring into your day. And, but it's kind of up to you. It's your choice. Like Deepak talks about that all the time about, 
you know, your choices. And mm-hmm. he also says that your choices define who you are. Exactly. You know, your, exactly. your choices, the way you choose and what you mm-hmm. choose and also what you think. Yeah. It defines who you are. That's exactly and right. I think that if we can define, if we can define ourselves in a different way, mm-hmm. then we create ourselves in a different way. That's exactly right. Yeah. So all that's important. And, um, and of course, the spirituality part of it is also incredibly important. Yes. Whether you call it Christian or whether you call it right. Judaism or whatever, it doesn't matter. Right. As long as you believe in a high power, um, then you don't have to like put it all on yourself. You don't have to like, oh my, you know, I'm, I'm the one I'm responsible for everything. I, you know, I got to do this all, you know, I, no, rely on um, rely yeah. on God. That's what God's That's for. Right. <laughs> I started to get out of that. I did this little practice thing, and it really, really, really works. I couldn't get over how it just changed. But uh, every morning that I get up, uh-huh. I automatically everything that I touch, I thank God for it. And oh, I mean, from like the toothbrush to yeah. the, I mean the water, everything, everything, and everything. yeah. I do it all the way in the den. And when I'm cooking my breakfast, I'm constantly doing it. When oh, I get ready and I go outside, I'm thinking for my car, everything yeah. about my car. I just got where I cut the radio off. And I do that because what I'm doing is I'm programming. What am I thankful for all the time? Even when something negative starts happening and come around and say, well, you know what? It is what it is. Now let's figure out what's good about this and fix right. it. And it makes it less stressful of a day well it also you know <clears throat> i think the more is you you know at the more grateful you are the yes. more aware of what you have to be grateful for yes, that's right that's right you know it's like and if you're grateful for whatever it is i know the whole month yeah. of november yeah i do the theme of gratitude and mm-hmm. that includes like a gratitude journal and right. uh and i do like a little gratitude i'm gonna do a little gratitude art thing in my in my studio and mm-hmm. I do some things online and I really mm-hmm. really focus on gratitude in fact that'll be one of the themes I talk about in my podcast yes that's because really I think that you know even if you like you know art you know you take it you take photographs with your camera right and you and you just you know say okay I'm gonna I'm gonna take a picture of that and that's mm-hmm. gonna be what I'm grateful for the day or whatever it mm-hmm. doesn't matter what mm-hmm. you use or mm-hmm. the tool you use mm-hmm. you can you can you can do that mm-hmm. yeah you yes. can really like really uh concentrate on that that feeling of gratitude yeah I would even um as I was writing I would concentrate on other people uh-huh and, you know, maybe just say a little prayer for them. I mean, because yep. you know their situation or, mm-hmm. uh, you know, so that would help to take off what's wrong with my life. Or yes. What I don't like about my life. I really need to be thinking about other people during this time as I'm going. And then when it is my time to look at me, uh-huh. I've gone through all this gratitude all day. And I'm like, well, you know what? I really don't have as bad as I thought I did. Uh-huh. That's right. You know, That's- and yeah, that- I think it's all a part of it. And I think that if you start now, seriously, I mm-hmm. think that, uh, okay, I used to work with seniors in a, you know, like a, a senior home. Mm-hmm. And I could tell the people that were like negative all their life. Oh, Lord, yes. Because they were still <laughs> negative. Yes. But I could also tell, you know, because I would do these <clears throat> little things where I, mm-hmm. I remember having these seniors, I, I mean, seriously. I had these seniors, seniors like prancing in the hallway, pretending they had plumes on their head. 
<laughs> usually can I make him get up and, you know, dance around with the drums. And I, you know, I mean, I did a lot of fun things with these, these things. Sounds like. And fun. I basically, you know, I mean, I was a interesting art teacher. <laughs> I had a Russian lady. I had a Russian lady. She was in her, hun- she was like a hundred years old oh, wow. and she was straight from Russia. She was a communist and uh-huh. she was very, very, very aware mm-hmm. of the fact that how communism had affected her life. And it was, mm-hmm. she was said it was a, a positive experience. She used mm-hmm. to make all the other ladies really upset, right? <laughs> and, but that's where she was from. So yeah. I made friends with her. Yeah. Now she never smiled, right? She never yeah. smiled. So well, during the time that I got to know her, she was always telling me how it, I need to eat more with olive oil (laughs) you know and and you know when she went finally went to a nursing home because this was a residence home it wasn't a nursing home Mm -hmm. her daughter called me up and she said I want to tell you that my mother when she left she smiled oh and she says I know you had something to do with that Oh, that's so good. And, you know, it's those kinds of times. When that's you exactly go, right. You know, that's, that's what you were there for. Yes. You know, and then I had another lady who was in that, that same same uh, residence home that was just like a little child. She had so much jubilance and so much joy. And she was like, oh, she she loved prancing around with plumes on her head. She <laughs> loved doing the, doing the, the drum music. And she was always participating. And, you know, she was the only person that never complained about the fact that she she had lost her home. She had lost her husband. She had lost everything. She lived in the moment. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Now, where did she learn that? She learned it earlier in her right. life. That's right. Yeah. She maintained it through her life. Yeah. And by the time she was in in the latter part of her life, she still had that. Well, that's where I want to be when I get older. I want to, you know, I want to have that attitude. Yeah. I want to be able to dance through the halls with, you know, with plumes on my head, too. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that would be good. It would be good, yeah. yeah. But my future plans is to, you know, to try to bring more of the painting into my coaching for healing, too. Yeah. With these kids. Um even in some older people, it, it will be really good. I'm, I'm excited about it. Well, I think you've got, I have a right to be excited, Kim, because you've, you know, I love, I love the way, um, the, the thing I love about these podcasts is I'm really getting to know different people that mm. I, I do know, but I don't really know. And mm-hmm. the thing is that I love talking to people and, and asking them about their their process and what they do and you know their their philosophy and you know and how they use it in their life and all you know it's yeah. just so cool it's just a cool thing for me to be able to do this and uh so I'm delighted that you came on and um Naya my question to you is if there's someone out there that you want to speak to maybe there's somebody listening what would you say to them I would just say just because where you are right now today is not the way it has to be. Okay. There is hope in tomorrow. Mm-hmm. And my motto is just, I change your lives one session at a time because that's all we have. That's right. That's That's all we are. That's what we only have one moment. This, that's right. This moment. Yep. That's exactly. Right. Exactly. exactly. 
That's so there's, there's always someone to talk to. There's always some hope. It's not what you, what you're in right now does not have to be your future. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. You know, I, I have a, a friend who uh, came in briefly when uh, Shelly was supposed to go on. Shelly didn't come on because <laughs> we couldn't connect, but mm-hmm. this, this, this woman came on who lives in Fayetteville and she's disabled mm-hmm. and she's, very, very uh, lost. Mm-hmm. And so I will follow up with her, even mm-hmm. if it's just a phone call, because she mm-hmm. doesn't have internet, because she couldn't pay for, she yeah. said, pay for my bill. So what I'm saying is that there are lost people out there. Mm-hmm. There's, there's so many, yes. You know, and and so Rita is a, is a friend I've known for years and years and years. And she, mm-hmm. she was in a motorcycle accident, mm-hmm. uh, years ago and she just never she never recovered from the motorcycle accident and yeah so um and she's probably isolated mm-hmm. because of covid mm-hmm. and uh she's probably who knows where she's is so mm-hmm. i'm gonna i'm gonna follow up because i think that was a message to me i, I think that was yeah. a message to me to to follow up with her yeah that's good yeah that's good idea Okay, honey. Well, listen, I'm going to go because uh, this has been a long day for me. I've actually recorded pretty much all day long. Okay. <laughs> well, thank you so much. I'm delighted that you home. came on. I'm glad and, that you got um, me. Now, here's what I'll do. Uh, okay. I'll put all the information you gave me. Okay. I'll put it together and then okay. I'll publish it on Spotify okay. and then I will send it to you. Okay, great. Uh, I'll send the link to you and you can listen to it and you can share it. Yeah, that's exactly what I was going to ask you. Great. I'm so, so thankful that you called me and did this. I love just stuff, stuff like this. Yeah. This yeah. I'm so glad you did come because now have you heard from Elizabeth? I haven't. I think when I she moved, either. she just fell off the <laughs> I, I haven't her. heard a word from her. I mean, I, I know she kind of like went she isolated i'm sure she isolated herself yes too yeah yes yeah, so. but i miss her so much i know too i need to reach out to her and say hey are you still alive <laughs> yeah just do that please do yeah. that for me because yes. i want to do the same thing i i keep calling her and she just you know i haven't been able to get a hold of her well i might not even have the right number i i don't even know if she's changed it but i will reach out to her Okay. Well, thank good, you good, so much, good Joy. Deal. Okay, honey. Bye-bye. Okay. Bye-bye now. Bye. Bye.